Happy Tuesday. Hello, everybody. We're back. We're glad to be back. We had a marvelous trip to Cape Town, but we're back now. Yes, and so that's why we haven't had podcasts for a few weeks. We uh, we were leaving on the first two gather that we didn't um, do a podcast for, and then we were in South Africa and just really wanted to be present there. So here we are, <laughs> returning. We're returned and glad to be back. So it's been a very, very eventful few weeks, and it's been a very, very eventful 2018, I do believe. Yes. I was under the tallit this morning with Papa, and he kept recounting to me the testimonies that we've seen in this year, 2018, and we're only two months and 13 days into the year. And uh, the testimonies are endless. And so every time Papa reminded me of a testimony of this year, I kept saying back to him, Papa, you're so good. You're just so good. And that word, goodness, was really imprinted upon me as I kept seeing all the things that he's done and the way that he has moved and how he has waited for so long to release the floodgate that we're seeing right now. Um, The building, the barn that we've been waiting with Papa for for four years now is visible on the land. Yes. And we we see the frame and, and the roof is on and the siding will be up this week and we're just so blown away by all of the things that he has said that are coming to pass right now, all of a sudden, a a true suddenly. And so as Papa was showing me these things and I kept saying, you're so good, he really brought to my attention how he is being good all the time right now. And while that is such a common phrase, God is good all the time, but right now that is as true as it's ever been. And he just reminded me of how important it is to be present because I want to be with him when he's being good. I want to see when he's being good. I don't want to just step over it, but it's like daily bread. You know, if I'm not asking for daily bread, then I'm not releasing him to give that incredible inheritance that he has for us every day. And so it's the same thing with being present. I want to be present because I want to experience with him the goodness that he's releasing. And that's, that is something that if you have not seen a floodgate of goodness in your life, now is the time to step into that daily bread of inheritance and be present. Be present in every moment of your day and choose to um, embrace the the life that God has for you today and every day because if you if you put yourself on automatic pilot if you if you just go through your day go through the motions of of the steps of each day and you're not embracing them you'll you'll miss it you you won't see what he's doing and seeing is a part of experiencing it 
and the the celebration of the testimony, the worship of of the intimacy of being with him and saying, Papa, look at what you've done. It it breathes life into his goodness and it causes it to go across the world and it causes it to uh, fatten just like time. And so I just encourage everyone to be present and see the goodness of God because it's not something that we're conjuring. He is doing it. He is being good right now. And all that we're doing is choosing to be present, to witness it, and to experience it. And when we do, look and see how He is touching every part of your life. And as you celebrate that, as you uh, shout out to the world the goodness of God, I promise you, others will see the same. It's contagious, and it will go everywhere around you and around the world. So anyway, that's what I'm seeing, and just just bless you to do the same. It's amazing. I think uh, if I was going to give a context word that just goes right along with that, it would be marvel. Like, that is what I feel I've just been drawn by, drawn to, drawn with, is is marvel. And um, that was so true on our trip to Cape Town. You know, we did not go to do something. We went to be where he had us be with a phenomenal group of people that we adore who are to be there too. <laughs> and we were to be there together. And it was astonishing what he did um, because we we came together and we each had these portions that he'd been giving us and in just a wilderness that we had um, each been in as he was talking and he was sustaining us with his word, with what he was saying, um, with revelation of things we hadn't understood and now... We were, we were gaining some understanding, but it wasn't complete until we came together. And that was, was marvelous. You know, it just, because it, it wasn't a meeting, it wasn't a gathering, it was communion. Like we, for days, just communed together, experiencing him um, through what he had shared with each of us and and getting to taste each other's portion, experience how the other had experienced him, and just being drawn so close to him and to each other. And it, you know, if I was going to sum up that trip, that's what I'd say. And I know there'll be much more to come, but uh, we were just so grateful for the invitation to go. Um, because it was such a picture of his goodness, a, such um, just an event of his goodness, just seeing him um, weave among us and draw us to him and what was in his heart. And we got to experience it together. And, you know, we don't have words for our family there. Um, and it only multiplied in that time. So it was just, just really marvelous. I don't have, an, I don't have another word. And maybe it's because of just, uh, things he's been speaking. The, uh, audio for 
Winter Tea, which is also Terraforming 21, yes. uh, is up. It is. As of last night. And so we hope that you'll get time to just, throughout days and days ahead, get to listen to that and um, just absorb and digest and, and most importantly, apply um, as you see the opportunities to it, it became just the things we got to share became so meaningful to us. And it, it always means so much to me. That's, that's it for me. He says something and you know, that's it. And then to get to share it is, is just unbelievable that we get to do that and that you listen. <laughs> so, uh, but we've, We've got that up, and uh, one of the the things I got to share about was just a little bit more about the four covenants and how they are revealed through the four Gospels. And so when we share something, you know, it's not like, well, that was our teaching, and it, it goes away. It, it becomes more real to us each day, and we get to watch it in each other, just like, you know, we keep talking about it to each other and um, how it just multiplied, how it became uh, bigger the more we believed, the more we entered into it. And uh, so one of those areas for me is um, just connected to the Gospels and the Covenants. And so I've been, um, as I'm just in preparation for Passover, which really means being prepared for Passover, just being prepared to experience him in this feast in a way that I haven't experienced him before. I've been in Luke, which would be the inheritance covenant, and just looking at the things that Jesus gave, just the inheritance he gave um, through what Luke was sharing and through what he was recounting and just this um, real invitation to understand more about inheritance. So um, I'm coming to see that marvel, to be able to marvel, is an inheritance. Um, And so we're coming in just a few days. We come into the month of Nisan, which is uh, the season of Passover. And... You know, it's considered the the season of miracles, the time of miracles. And these are the miracles only God can do. There's the miracles He does through us, and then these are just when He absolutely acts. And um, He did so much through the story of the Exodus, but that was just leading up to the story of a Savior. Um, but He began demonstrating what the Savior would do through the story of the Exodus. And so we we see in the story of the Exodus how he delivered a people. But it wasn't just the people who knew him. It was those who were coming to know him. So when he enacted the plagues, that wasn't just for the Israelites. That was for the Egyptians as well because he knew that that his people, the Israelites, had been living among the Egyptians in a miraculous way, in a a way that brought marvel to the Egyptians. How did they, how were they able to stand 
you know, the oppression, how were they able to withstand the the slavery and just the the work of the day? And the Israelites, I don't think, truly realized the testimony they were building. You know, they weren't making bricks. They were creating testimony that the Egyptians saw. And so when those plagues came... Papa was certainly delivering the Israelites, but he was ministering to the Egyptians. He was inviting them. He was wooing them. He was letting them see how ineffective their gods were while um, reminding his people how absolutely effective he was because he was bringing a completion to a time that they were in. You know, their choice led to this slavery and he was being faithful to his word that he would bring them out. And there was, a, there was a time that he said he would do that. And he did it exactly when he said he would. So that's so much of the exodus. And it's, yes, there was the parting of the Red Sea. And that was, I mean, I can't even imagine. He's, there's been a few times he's let me hear the sound of that, like the roar of what that would have sounded like. Um, but it was the deliverance. It was him demonstrating salvation um, to his people that knew him and those who were invited to know him. And so in that, <clears throat> he, he brought, you know, these people who shouldn't have been together, logically, together. And he made them one, which is the greatest miracle there is and is why... We marveled so much in Cape Town because we just, we sat in this beautiful place all together and he just did that. He, he made us one moment by moment and that's what he was doing through the exodus to set the stage for when he would do that every day through Jesus and uh, so marvel just that word in and of itself it means to wonder, and it's it's to be in the midst of experiencing something where you then have such admiration for the experience giver <laughs> himself that you're just you're filled with a sense of awe or fear, uh, which is a word that relates to that. But where you you know you have to be drawn to that, or you. You just will never be the same, and you'll um, ask the rest of your days what it would have been like if you had just gone straight to, straight to off. You had just let yourself fully experience the giver, and it, and so it's marvel is wonder that leads to awe, and uh, and I think right in the middle of it is his delight when we say yes to that, and we get the fullness of who he is, but marvel is mentioned repeatedly in scripture, and it's most often related to how people responded to Jesus. So it was related to how they responded to what he was saying and what he was doing. And uh, But in Luke 7, we hear about two times when Jesus marveled, and it's the only Two times it's mentioned. It's through two stories. 
The first one is the the Gentile centurion Roman soldier who was an enemy of the Jews. And he comes to Jesus because, and I, I love how this is stated, because his servant and friend. So it's one person, but his servant and friend. So it's talking about covenant. So here we are in Luke, which is about inheritance. And here's this Gentile Roman centurion who comes and he's he's talking to Jesus about his servant and friend. What he's really saying is, I'm ready for inheritance now. And I've heard about you and I want to go deeper. And so it's just... I. I just love how there's so many hidden little nuggets throughout um, our story. And so he's like, my, my servant and friend is, is sick unto death. And I know you can heal him. And, and Jesus is, you know, talking to him about going. And he says, no, you don't have to go. You just say it. I, I am a man of authority and I understand. I can dispatch anybody at any time. And they will go and do what I tell them to do. And that's who you are. So here's this enemy of the Jews, enemy of the Christ. But he knows him so well. And he understands there's this deepening place. And that if Jesus just speaks the word, his servant and friend will receive inheritance. This inheritance of healing that Jesus has been demonstrating. And... And Jesus gave the word, and he was healed. And then it says, and Jesus marveled. Jesus was drawn right to awe, right to his Father through it. And he marveled at this faith. He marveled that this man, who should not believe, believed. And then the next story is Jesus is in his hometown, (laughs) and very few miracles are happening. Um, the people who should know him best don't. And sometimes that was even the people surrounding him. You know, sometimes that was his disciples. And so they're the ones, like, the greatest things should have been happening there. But there was unbelief. And it says, Jesus marveled at their unbelief. Like, here we are again in this place of inheritance. And he marvels that those who know him and love him can't apprehend the inheritance that he has. They, they can't um, step into it because they, they still need proof. They need, you know, they have this list of things he's got to do to truly be the Savior, to truly be the Christ, and they just won't let him deliver them. And uh, so, and that that's actually a meaning of marvel. It's, it's either. Uh, critical or amazed and so I just that's really been impacting me and I've just for my own life I've been just asking him to show me any area you know where I won't uh, just let him save me you know that 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 salvation is daily and that's the exodus we remember it we um we rehearse it um, through Passover, through the Passover story, and then the true path, the Passover lamb, and how he brought forever deliverance, eternal deliverance. Like we can be saved every day and brought 
straight into that inheritance every day we just believe and so I just have been asking just go into like nooks and crannies and show me places where I've let any unbelief um, settle in where um, he can't that he would ever marvel at my unbelief just destroys everything in me and so I just want to it's just heightened in me if I have an area that's become hardened or um, that has expectation or has anything that's not you that would keep me from being uh, coming to a place of wonder where I am led to awe and we get to delight together I just I want it <laughs> in the light um, out of the dark and so um, that's just kind of where I've been at just these past weeks is to be in such marvel that he's here that that I can be captivated by him and apprehended by him anytime. I can be delivered from a place without joy or a place without hope or a place without um, without him right back to where he is, you know, whether it's just words I said or thoughts I had, that I can be delivered to a place without fear to a place um, without unbelief, to a place full of trust and a tr place full of hope and a place full of love, um, no matter what's going on around me, um, you know, because we just are lingering in a time where people need to see our testimony of that, you know, we we're kind of surrounded by Egypt in a lot of ways where there's just, there's a lot of other sources, a lot of other gods, a lot of other things. And uh, we can be such a testimony by allowing ourselves to be delivered and um, by being just so drawn to him when somebody believes, like when somebody believes with everything they have, what he said, to just be so drawn through wonder to awe. And when somebody doesn't believe, just doesn't believe what he said, they've just let it go, or they haven't believed him yet, we can have that same marveling that we get to be part of praying for them all the way to belief that it's not for us to go and convince somebody of something, but we can, through that marvel, be drawn to him and begin to be an advocate for that person um, because advocates are something we, we've talked about before but we, we just see it every single day right now he just will not stop talking about his deliverance and we, we had a situation um, our oldest girl at home uh, Popsy had gone to Dallas and this was her first trip um, car trip herself she and a friend went and so this was a big thing and uh, both the girls are, are 18, Popsy, she'll be 19 on Saturday, but we had made the reservations, and I had asked a lot of questions, because the, the mama bear you know, came out, making sure the girls were going to be okay, and so, and I'd even called that day, just checked everything out, so the girls arrive at their hotel, 
where their dance convention is, and they're just basically told they can't check in because they're not 21. And there was no, hey, let's call your parents or any anything like that. There was absolutely no deliverance for them there. And so they, Popsy called, and, you know, in a moment like that, your child's in another state, and you're four hours away. You're not going to you know, get there, and it, I think it was already like 8 o'clock in the evening or something, and so you can start scrambling, what do we do, what do we do, um, how do we fix this, but we just, we um, we were together, and uh, Axel and Tav were here with us, and it was just like, where's our advocate, and so there were lots of places we could call, but there was what, it just felt like our advocate is there, and uh so I called and told them what the situation was, and they had the same rule, that you had to be 21, but they said, we're not going to leave these girls stranded. So they allowed them to come, not only that, but they upgraded their room and gave them free breakfast every day. And that that's just deliverance. Deliverance takes you from where you are and puts you, just places you, positions you, so much better than you even had when you started, when you realized you needed to be delivered. And so we would encourage you to just always be asking for your your advocate. The Exodus, that story, started that reality in our lives that there is always a deliverer. There is always an advocate for us. And then the Passover the fullness of Passover is that Jesus came to always be our advocate, to always bring deliverance. And and He does that in so many ways. But he does it, um, to me, the most miraculous way is always when he, he invites a person to be that and they respond. And we've just seen that over and over and over. We don't go anywhere or enter into anything without who's our advocate. You have an advocate, Jesus, because you are our advocate. And we recognize that he's already where we're going. He's already in that situation. And that, you know, part of the word marvel is a sign. And he has put a signpost in every situation for us, every circumstance for us, to know going in, he's never sent us into any place, any purpose without a deliverance already set in through an advocate, and he is the greatest advocate. So um, that's just in this season, just preparing for Passover, kind of where um, we've been. So pretty excited about that. Just, you know, I've loved Jesus since I was a little girl, and to just be falling more and more in love with him. Um, on the right on the edge of fifty, is is pretty. It's it's just a, something that has me marveling right now. And he's so good. I mean, everything that we are marveling at is just who he is and how much he loves and how he pierces is just blowing us away. And so we're so grateful that the the heart of who we are, our people of love. We're becoming like him, and in everything that we do, we want to see the resurrection always be 
more and more like the heart of our Father and the one who came to the earth and loved so fiercely that he laid his life down for many, many. So we just bless you to be all that he created you to be. Yeah, and especially as much as we know he has advocates for us, he has advocates in us. And the truth that we get to be advocates for people when he asks us, and that we most often do it through how we're living our life, through our testimonies, that we aren't building bricks either. We are, um, we're part of a temple that's pretty incredible. So as we end, we do have, um, do have some sad news to share. And uh, that is right as we were leaving for South Africa, we, we heard from Mana and Quail, from their daughter. So Mana and Quail are in Pasadena, California. California. Yeah. And they, um, their daughter got in touch with us because Mana and Quail had been in a very serious car accident. And Mana had asked her to get in touch with us to pray. And uh, so Quail has gone to be with Jesus. He's just in his embrace now in an utter state of marvel, I would imagine, um, through just the injuries he sustained in the accident. Mana is recovering, and uh, she's had several surgeries, and um, so she's still in the hospital at this time, and uh, there'll be more coming forth about services for Quail, because they want to wait until Mana is able to be there, but um, one thing we really wanted to, to find out is how we could help, and um, we've definitely been able to do that praying, but we did find out ways to donate to MANA at this time and the family, so there's two ways. You can go to PayPal, and the name is Hillard, it's H-I-L-L-A-R-D, Smith. S-M-I-T-H. And then in the notation, you can put Pam Tober. That's Mana's name. And then there's another way, and it's a Venmo account. So that's V-E-N-M-O. I hadn't heard of that one, so but I'm sure you can just look that up. So it's Venmo, and it's the same thing. It's under the same name, Hillard Smith. And there is an email associated with it, which is M-O- T-I-V-8, the number 8, T-H-E-M. So M-O-T-I-V, the numeral 8, T-H-E-M, at gmail.com. And then it's the Hillard Smith, and you'd put Pam Tober uh, in in there. So if you'd like to donate to them, and as soon as we can, we'll get an address to send cards and things like that, too, as well. Um, but right now, Mana is most likely in um, in a rehab-type hospital, rehabilitation situation. They were hoping she would be moved there by this week, and we'll check in on that. But just wanted to let everybody know we are uh, don't have words for how that devastated our, our hearts. Quail is just one of the most amazing men we've ever known, and there was never a time we were anywhere near him where we didn't have just the absolute deepest, widest conversations, communion. He was just a person you didn't 
ever talked to him. You had communion with him. Um, he was not a small talk person. He was just straight to the feast. And um, we will miss him lots, but we celebrate that he's communing with all of heaven now. That um, <clears throat> across the seven years that we've known Quail and Manna, they have, they have both embodied in every way that people can faithful and true, and um, we adore them both. And um, and I think every person in Blue Flame who came in contact with them would say the same thing. They are truly a marvel of the kingdom, and um, we love them so much. And so we just, we just do ask that you pray and see if Papa puts on your heart to, to bless Mana, and her name again is Pam, and it's Tober, T-O-B-E-R. So um, we love you all, and um, we look forward to seeing you very soon. Look for some email updates that may come out, and uh, our blessings to you. Talk to you next week. Okay. 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 Okay.